<laughs> Hi, this is Catherine Isabel. I thought being stuck to Freddy vs. Jason was bad. This shit's probably going to be worse. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew. You kids need some assistance? Dan, this is unbelievable. We have Katie Isabel from Freddy vs. Jason, Ginger Snaps, and American Mary now. She is joining the Skeleton Crew tonight. Did she change her name from Catherine to Katie now? When you know her as well as I do, it's Katie. <laughs> that was funny when you said that. All right, Katie. <laughs> Hi, Katie. <laughs> Here's the thing that's so great about, because we're just kidding, we already uh, did the interview, we announced that already, everybody knows that, but we wanted to, you know, time it around the release of uh, American Mary, and that's her newest movie, and it's it's a it's a new horror flick, sort of. Mm-hmm. I, you know, listened back, because I had to put it into the show, I already pre-produced some of this, and man, we were so in sync, me and her, because I think she's in love with me. We were so in sync that she was finishing my sentences, dude. Really? Well, clearly you're out of your mind. And clearly you're listening to the wrong fucking piece of audio. Dude, if you listen to this interview, there are times when I'm halfway through a question and she's answering it. Did you edit it that way? No. (laughs) You were there. How could you say that? (laughs) No, that was a great fucking interview, dude. So much so that you said when we did it, a while back, like I wanted to drop that shit right away. It was hard not to, but yeah, we want we had to wait for basically the release date of, of the movie, which which makes sense. But yeah, man, we were sitting on that for a while, being like, "Yo, we gotta drop this shit like now." Yeah, I was trembling. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, that's gonna be a really fun interview. Everybody who loves Freddy vs. Jason, she was Gib, the chick who flicked the cigarette in Jason's face, and she was uh, in the boiler room with Freddy. That's her. And uh, she only uh, smokes when she drinks now. And <laughs> she's going to work on that next. She's always drinking, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no problem with that, man. She, she had the best role in that movie. Come on. She's badass, dude. And I watched 13 Eerie. And we're going to get into that in a few shows because we got too many big shows coming up, man. After this, which is a big show because of her, and we got the American Mary review, which is just insane. That... that that review went to so many places, dude. Yeah, man. That was fucking... That was just... Un- that was a review to not pass up. 
And all of a sudden, dude, we got a fucking jam-packed summer, man. <laughs> like, shit uh, that we can't exactly talk about, some we can, but holy fuck, all of a sudden, our summer's just fucking bam. Yeah, there's so many changes going on with, there's this, there's so much going on, and it's, uh, it's all good. It's all for the better. Yep. And, uh, definitely so. Uh, one thing that we have coming up is... Uh, everybody could look forward to this. It's actually the next show. Sorry there was no uh, real build-up to it. I just forgot when this came out or when this is coming out. But Hatchet 3, Dan and I got, you know, screeners. We watched it. I, we're not really allowed to say anything. They don't want us to say too much right now. I think we could do it the week it comes out. But, you know, we got to watch it. So that's good enough. Mm. What's going to happen is we're going to do a Hatchet retrospective. And that's going to drop. I'm going to try to put that out there two hours after the first screening. No, nah, it's too soon. Okay. <laughs> June 15th. How about that? Yeah, that sounds about right. So it'll have Hatchet 1, 2, and 3 review and maybe some bonus stuff in there too. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. And that's going to be fucking awesome. And that's all we can say. That's all we can say. Yep. Uh, so look forward to that June 15th. Hatchet Retrospective. And the other thing is Robert Russler, he gave an update on Facebook. Basically, there was no way on earth he's going to make the $1,200,000 Kickstarter, you know, budget or goal. No way in the world. So he made about $20,000, and the good news is he has a couple people very interested in backing this. So he's going to have to go through investors. Hopefully he'll still get to do what he wants and cast the people he wants and all that kind of stuff he talked about. So Yeah, because that's what he talked about to us. He wanted to uh, get money to raise awareness to the big dogs. You know what I mean? Like that's what it was all about. So Yeah. So he did that though, so which is which is good. So that worked, yeah. 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 And uh, later on in the show we got uh, the ghoul under the bed and mm-hmm. Pat coming back on because uh, we're, they're going to be on at the end of the show because Pat has a really uh, cool story about uh, a package that he got delivered to his house. So we're going to hear about that. You're going to want to know what's in this package. Yep. <laughs> That's a great story, too. This is yeah, It's going to be a good <laughs> ending to the show. Um, yep. We're going to talk a little bit about the Man of Steel. You're going to have to fucking shut me up about that, bro. Yeah. And I want to talk about some of the uh, other installments of the Superman movies, too. The uh, 80s ones. Yeah. We have a few things to say about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll hit them all. Uh, Superman Returns. Yeah, Superman Returns. I want to talk about that just for a little <laughs> bit. Just for a little bit. Maybe 15, 20 minutes. I just want to point out it's a couple of huge, humongous, crater-sized flaws. Yes. Exactly. Let's start it off strong with the Catherine Isabel interview. The okay. chick from Freddy vs. Jace. I'll get into all that with the nice intro I set up. <clears throat> uh, wow. Nice, dude. Is that like when you yawn and somebody else yawns? That was that was a very in-sync burp, I must say. That was cool. Just another thing that makes sense on the skeleton. Yep, so we got Catherine Isabel, then we're going to do American Mary, then we're going to do the Superman talk, then we're going to do the, the, the Pat and Jake calling in. And then we're going to do your mom. 
Exactly. So get your super duper fucking headphones out and try again, bitch. Here we go. Now we're up to our long distance dedication. And this one is about kids and pets and a situation that we can all understand, whether we have kids or pets or neither. It's from a man in Cincinnati, Ohio. And here's what he writes Dear Casey, this may seem to be a strange dedication request, but I'm quite sincere and it'll mean a lot if you play it. Recently, there was a death in our family. He was a little dog named Snuggles, but he was most certainly a part of... Let's go start again. I'm coming out of the record. Play the record, okay? Please. See, when you come out of those up-tempo damn numbers, man, it's impossible to make those transitions, and then you got to go into somebody dying. You know, they do this to me all the time. I don't know what the hell they do it for, but damn it, if we can't come out of a slow record, I don't understand it. Is Don on the phone? Okay, I want a damn concerted effort to come out of a record that isn't a f***ing up-tempo record every time I do a damn death dedication. Now, make it, and I also want to know what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week. This is a last damn time. I want somebody use a brain to not come out of a damn record that is, uh, that, that's up-tempo, and I got to talk about a dog dying. Hi, this is Casey Kasem. American Top 40 has moved to a new time. I hope you'll join me this Saturday morning and every Saturday morning at 2. 2? Boy, this is f***ing ponderous, man. Ponderous. F***ing ponderous. Hey, Alex. This is Robert Russler, and I heard that you have a female co-host on the show. I have a question for you, bro. Yeah. Are you mounting your nightly or what? <laughs> yeah, I want to know why I'm not. You know, that's a very good question. But I think the answer is very obvious. Star of American Mary, which will be released in Canada in theaters May 30th, 2013. In the U.S., it'll be released on Blu-ray and DVD on June 18th. So everybody, please welcome one of the great talents from Freddy vs. Jason, Ginger Snaps, as well as one of her newest films, 13 Eerie. American Mary herself, Catherine Isabel. the talented Catherine Isabel, star of American Mary. Catherine, thank you for coming on the show.
You're welcome. I'm glad it's radio. If you can see, I'm not actually beautiful at the moment. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you are. That's a given. No, yeah, okay, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, glamour, glamour. yeah of course. That's when okay. I was watching this movie, I had two of my buddies come in while I was watching it, you know, getting ready for the show. And uh, usually yeah. they do a beeline right for the uh, for the beer in the fridge, but they they had to stop, and uh-huh. uh, and they were like, "Damn." <laughs> <laughs> That's good. As long as I can deter people from like at least a, a detour from directly to the beer. <laughs> you know we're we just actually like he said we just watched this movie last night you know we got the screener we checked it out and we were like texting each other i was halfway through it i, I was like dude i'm watching it and i'm loving it like right. this is good. really good yeah good i'm glad I, i'm i'm very proud of the film i'm really really proud of the of the Saskia sisters um jen and sylvia Saskia. i think they're yeah. Amazing. They're geniuses. I'm so proud to have, you know, these amazing, hot, identical twins <laughs> who happen to be geniuses, who happen to be completely determined and absolutely stubborn and completely uh, on the same page of where they're going, what they're doing, and they're, you know, they're taking no prisoners. They're just mulling people over with, with this movie. <laughs> and, you know, they've got people fighting over producing the next movie, and, and they've got a stack of scripts that are. Uh, just as good, if not better, uh, than American Mary. Wow. Oh, nice. So look out for them. <laughs> yeah, oh, sure. They're, they're legally not allowed to do anything without me ever, plus I know where they live. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this role. It's very different, you know, like when you approach it and you read the script, on one hand, you know, this is a really bright girl with goals in life. At that point, she's struggling with money. And on the other one, you're thrown into this like underground sort of black market surgical modification thing. When you prepared for this, like kind of mentally, did you put a lot of thought into it or did you let yourself be thrown into those situations for the first time? even mentally, just as Mary would be, because she's not used to that kind of thing. I didn't get a lot of, of prep for this movie. I, I had this script nine months before we went to camera, but I mm. wasn't sure if we were ever going to get it made. You know, when you're dealing with independent film like this, you're like, oh, we're going next week. Oh, we're never going to make it. Oh, we're going next week. Oh, we have no... You know, yeah. so uh, I, I'd had this script for about nine months, but I I wasn't really... I think I read it obsessively, you know, two or three times, when I first got it the first day, when I first realized how amazing it was. And then I kind of just had it in my house because I wasn't, you know, I was busy. I was doing stuff from a working actor. I had to do other stuff. And, and I, I just kind of, I kind of let it sit there. And then I, I ended up doing that movie was the fourth feature I'd done back to back with no days off. So wow. it, I was, I was exhausted. I was tired. I just come back from, uh, what was it? I was killing zombies in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And then nice. I was chained to the floor of an abandoned house fighting psycho rapist killers. Um, and then went directly to the set of American Mary. So I, I, mean, I had no lead up to this. Like all of a sudden we're going, we're going to shoot this in 15 days, which is completely ridiculous and unheard of. And, yeah. and I, because I literally landed that one day, got my hair done, uh, for, for what I wanted my hair to look like for American Mary and then went to set the next day and started. Wow. So we didn't have a lot of prep time. Fortunately, the girls and I had become really good friends, you know, eight months earlier. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think just the having that for eight months, it let it right. sink into my head. It let it sink into my mind. And then and then we just went and we did it. And they were great with, you know, I'm a bit of a, of a chicken shit. Uh, and, you know, they, they said to me, don't Google sub-incised penis, whatever you do. And so I immediately did that <laughs> and immediately regretted that decision and immediately yeah. went to them and said, okay, thank you. I will now, from now on, I will listen to you when you tell me not to. Right. Research things in this movie on my own because they'd done so much research. They, they knew, you know, uh, the ins and outs of the body mod community, and and they'd already wandered through the internet, you know, into into weird, you know, shit that wasn't it wasn't the kind of thing we were trying to portray with the body modification community in American Mary. And so they filtered that through and, and didn't let me get too traumatized, which was fantastic. <laughs> that's that's crazy yeah. though. I, I like what you said, though, Catherine, how you put it down for a while, almost like you let it kind of sit there and fester. That's great because, dude, you're... Yeah, it just sort of absorbed it. Like, it was there, it was in the back of my in my head, but we weren't actively doing anything about it, and it just, you know, kind of grew out of that, I guess. I don't know. Wow, I was trying to fuck it up. I just really like the character of the movie. I'm just trying to screw the whole damn thing up. No, dude, you you didn't... You definitely didn't fuck it up, and, and, and to add on to that, too... Everything you go back and forth between crazy psycho and then you bring it back and how she kind of feels bad about it. You were all over the place. Like, would you say this was the role so far in your career? Like, this has been the role to have. This or? is this is the this is this was the character. This was my favorite character I ever had, Which, and that was the only thing I was really that that terrifies me more than anything because <laughs> as a as a female actor, you don't often get. A character that is so completely intricate and amazing yeah. and original. Um, yeah. And I really liked her. And the problem with Mary on paper is she has no redeeming qualities. She's never smiling. She's never friendly. She's never right. even nice. The people she ever is sort of friendly to, she's completely sarcastic about and wants them just to just like fall off face earth immediately. Right. And and but I I really loved her. I wanted. If anyone watching to like you, she needed to be likable, and that was my only fear was that, you know, I, she wasn't going to be like. And I'm not all that like, you know, likability doesn't ooze out of my every pore. Um, sarcasm does. So like, right. I was worried that she wasn't going to be likable, and without making her like smiley and like, you know, typical likability factor, I'm glad that people people seem to connect to her. People seem to like her, which is good. They don't just think she's a cold-hearted bitch the whole entire time. No, you you accomplished that by far. I, I was <laughs> loving you. You know, I, I'm already a fan, so I loved you anyway. And I feel like that sarcasm is what I like about it. Like that's what I like in chicks, anyways. Like for me, like you said, likability. Like I don't like exactly. that. Kinda, hey, likable. Like yeah, you always know people. No, it like makes that, me. But... No, it makes me want to push you over. I don't know. <laughs> I I like people who are. You know, you don't need to smile unless you're actually happy. It's like. I think that's I, that's what I love about the relationship between her and uh, Beatrice, played by <laughs> the absolutely amazing Tristan Ritz, is Tristan is so the opposite. She's always, you know, Beatrice is always smiling and happy, and Mary just stares at her like, I don't, you're the most strange yeah. creature you've ever met. Like, you're so bizarre. And I come across people all the time, like, you know, I'm like, I'm like trying to keep up with the smiling and the friendly, and I'm just in my head, I'm like, I don't understand people like you at all. Yeah, there's that scene at the car where you're like, okay, okay. It's, just, yeah. it's perfect, dude. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people feel like that quite often, but they don't like, you know, let it show on their faces. Yeah, exactly. You know, I was thinking, too, like, 
the the whole movie and then the ending. Were there like alternate endings that you guys shot for this? No, absolutely not. No, there was never. I think at one point someone wanted to shoot an alternate ending where you know typical like you zoom in and then she right. <laughs> and so it was like absolutely fucking not. She's like, I'm not even going to shoot that because you'll end up using it. She's like, absolutely not. There's Mary can't live. There can't be a sequel. Sylvan Jen have talked about if they were to do a sequel, it would be not a sequel so much as it would be the same timeline, but it would follow Doctor Black. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who right. was the? If you remember, Doctor Black is mentioned at the beginning by. And then Dr. Black is actually at the party that Mary eventually goes. He opens the door. Yeah. He's um, the Asian. Oh, that guy. Nelson, okay. Amazing Nelson Wong, who's fantastic. So that would be the character. If there was a sequel, there's not going to be. But it would be the same timeline, but it would just follow him instead of, instead of Mary. <laughs> wow, okay. No, answer yeah. your question, absolutely not. We did not shoot any alternate. No, fuck that shit. Th- this is like the role that you you know, you love, this is like what you always wanted to do, but Mm -hmm. would you say that your career really, I mean, I guess it's obvious, really took off with Ginger Snaps, you know, and is that why you're so loyal to that franchise and you made... I'm not, I'm not particularly loyal. You mean like the horror movies? No, no, just Ginger Snaps. Oh, Ginger Snaps, no, I mean, yeah, I, I really, I really loved, that was another movie that was by a fantastically smart female Karen Walton, and she uh, opened my eyes, I think, because I was like 17, to the fact that there could be really interesting, dark, funny female characters. Mm. They just don't come around all that often. Right. Um, no, I think when all of a sudden a fan tells you at a premiere for something else that there's going to be a sequel, you're generally confused. And then, <laughs> you know, people just like talk you into doing stuff. And, um, like no one ever said any a word about it till like two years after. Like it, mm. we didn't think anyone. Why? When they did a couple of festival things and some like critics liked it, but we're like, well, no one's ever going to see this weird Canadian werewolf movie about menstruation. Like, you know, <laughs> this is where vampire werewolves were like cool. We thought we were like probably never going to work again after that because it was so weird. <laughs> um, you know, it was just the time, the timing of it. Like, no, I mean, I you know, I still working after I do stuff. Yeah. In Insomnia, dude, that was my favorite role that you did, to be perfectly honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah. That scene, because um, I go, because I love Nolan. I mean, who doesn't? And Insomnia yeah. is actually my favorite one, you know, other than The Dark Knight. But it's right there. That's my favorite movie. And that scene where you're going with Pacino in the uh, in the landfill there, and he's yeah. pushing you. Oh, gold, yeah. dude. That was an amazing, I don't even, that whole thing, was, I ended up. I had food poisoning on the first day. Don't eat scallops in a motel in, like, the interior of British Columbia the day before you have to go on set with Al Pacino because you'll be yeah. puking your <laughs> So I'm, like, barfing, wiping vomit off of my face. They're like, Al's ready. And I'm like, uh, okay. They're like, Al's ready. You don't understand. Al's ready. I'm like, that's great. I'm vomiting. Wow. Uh, we did this second scene where he drags me out on the beach and, and screams at me, and I give him, like, a clear or whatever. We did that first. I didn't meet him. It just like it happened. It was I was all confused. I just there's still vomit in my mouth. He screams <laughs> at me. I yell at him. I cry, and then he leaves. I'm like, I don't know what happened. And then the second day, we did the first part of the scene. We were driving, and I'm locked in a car with Al Pacino for nine hours. And usually, when you work with him, like they roll slate, 
you know, they roll their freight, his car comes and drops him off, he doesn't see any leads. Like, you don't hang out and talk right. to him. Hmm. I got a car with the man for eight hours. I'm an eight hour road trip with freaking Al Pacino. And I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm smoking, un- I'm hot boxing the car with unfiltered American spirit cigarettes. Like, I don't smoke. I'm like, basically ready to pass out. Nolan's only note was languid. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's a shitty note. Sorry, languid. I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm sitting there, I still, I still didn't know if Al Pacino was cool or not. And I, I'm looking at him like, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk to him. Like, I'm terrified. And I go, Mr. Pacino, um, congratulations. I heard you just had twins. What did you name them? And he looks at me in the eye and goes, Al and Al after me and looks away. And I was like, fuck, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck my life. Oh, my God. This is so bad. This is so bad. I have nine hours more. He hates me. Oh, my God. I'm going to and then he looks over and he goes, oh, my God, I'm just kidding. You're so gullible. I never get to live it. And then he became my best friend. Wow. My best friend. We talked the whole time. He, I ended up lying to him about playing poker and ended up having to prove it at a high-stakes poker game at the penthouse the first season. Oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> Let me guess. It didn't go well. Oh, no, it actually did. I was the only one that ended up winning any money. But I walked in with, like, 50 bucks. Oh. Eight. I walked in with, like, 350 America. I'm like, the whole thing was just ridiculous. Wow! Don't lie to Al Pacino, dude. Yeah, man, I love that movie, and you you definitely killed it. And how old were you when you did that? Because that I was just like, damn, this girl is on fire. And then you know, obviously interviewing you now, I I went back to it, and I was just like, damn, that one scene. I think I think yeah. we shot that in like two thousand. I want to say two thousand three. Like twenty two. Okay. I think I don't know. Yeah. Time, time, time is my best subject. 2003 and four was like, was that like the biggest boost your career ever got? You got some, you landed some big roles around that whole entire time, and yeah, and that was before. Like, I'm I'm based in in uh, in Vancouver, and that was mm. sort of the 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 90s and up until 2004, sort of when like all, the whole economy collapsed in general. But um, our dollar, Canadian dollar, got really good. <laughs> And that was bad for the <laughs> film industry because we rely on Americans coming up and, you know, using our, our amazing cast and crews and, and locations, but, you know, at a, at a, at a sweet deal for them. Right. Um, so that was kind of before everything fell apart uh, for our film industry up here, just based purely on, like, you know, the dollar and the economy and everything. Mm-hmm. And after that, we weren't getting, especially in Vancouver, we weren't getting a lot of the big budget uh films they might be up here occasionally but there's you know rarely um, right. or you know whether i get them or not is a whole other thing so yeah. yeah i mean that was those were those were great years for a lot of my friends um a lot of crews and a lot of cast that i know up here those were really good years yeah and of course during that time you know since this is a horror show we have to address freddie versus jason we had to <laughs> yeah i know you're probably right. sick of hearing about it but of course, a lot of people know the controversy that you went in to play Laurie and Ronnie Yu said you'd be better as Gib because, you you know, yeah. the more liberal thing. And, of course, the nude scenes were there, and everyone knows you do not do that. So, yeah. like, actually, before we can get to that, that movie, how did you come to the conclusion not to do that? Because were you ever afraid that, you know, in this business, it's tough. Did you ever think it would cost you work? Because sometimes people want to see your face in the shot of the nude scene, you know. My attitude has always been in that um, once you do it, once you show it, once you do that, you're you can't go back and say, "Oh, I'm not. I don't do that." You, you kind of, oh, well, you did it for this, you did it for that. You know, yeah. you you kind of have to always do it. And I've never, my stance is not adamantly against it. I've never come across something 
where I thought that that was absolutely vital and necessary. Right. Right. Um, yeah. where, where that wasn't just sort of a gratuitous, and I'm like, who cares? Tits or tits, whatever. I don't, you know, <laughs> I have no pro, I have no problem with that. Like, yeah. The only thing is that I didn't want to deal with was having to um, having to then defend what I didn't want to do it. Right. And I think I think growing up, I think what started that for me was growing up in film and television. As a kid, I always felt really like this is my family, this is safe. Like I kind of got a bit creeped out when I started to you know develop into a woman, as you will, when all of a sudden the the sort of really protective family atmosphere that I was used to growing up with turned into a bit of a, a creepy, salacious, wanting to sort of, uh, you know, perv factor that comes along with obviously mm-hmm. being a young, attractive female in the film industry. Hello, duh, what do you think you're doing here? Yeah. But I, I, you know, I always just worked as a kid. It was my job, I worked. And then, you know, it took me a little while to realize there was this whole other side, there was this whole other, um, this whole other element that factored into my value as as an actor and I think I think it just pissed me off a bit I just like it creeped me out mm. and pissed me off and so I was like no plus it was like it was like I was a virgin when I did ginger snaps when I'm raping my one of my friends <laughs> yeah. uh, to this day in the back of all I, you know and so the whole thing to me I was just like this is all just like creepy and weird and like no right. I'm not showing you my tits yeah. it's not to say I never will it's just nothing has ever come up where I found it to be really uh, necessary or important like it's just you know. Yeah, it's not that important that you're in that shower, so, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, like, okay, so you, you, someone says, well, then what's an example of where it is necessary? Well, I don't know. Boys don't cry. Oh, wait, she also won an Oscar. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. And I'm I'm glad that you stood your ground, you know. Don't back down. If you believe in something, then... No, and I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure I'll do it at some point, and I'll get a whole bunch of backlash because, like you said, you would never do it. No, I, I said I don't do it. Not that I never would, because, by the way, people's ideas and opinions and thoughts about things change. They continually evolve. They don't. You're an idiot. So, (laughs) you know, and and depending, just like I will say repeatedly, I'll never do another horror movie again when I get home and I'm freezing, covered in blood, and there's blood in my ears, and (laughs) I eat it. You know, and I get it. I can't take enough showers to get it off me. You know, and I swear, I swear off of them. And then something like American Mary lands in my lap. I go, oh my god, I have to do this. Right. Katie, you said you never do another horror movie. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. That's not what right. I said. Okay, maybe I said that, but it's not what I meant. Right. You see, you consider this horror, American Mary? I don't. I don't at right. all. And I don't. I don't know how to. Uh, I don't know what to categorize. It as specifically That's the best in, like, in, like a, in, a, in a genre or category or whatever. I right. don't, I think horrific elements in the film. I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a, a sad character story, tragedy slash dark comedy slash, I don't know, psychological thriller. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. You already got to play uh, uh, one of the one of the main people in Freddy vs. Jason, where you're in a boiler room with Freddy. It's like, how much better can you possibly get or or want in in the whole horror genre that is? Yeah, that, in a that, horror genre, exactly. You know, like you did it. <laughs> so that had to be, you know, without obviously saying numbers, that had to be a huge payday. I mean, just from the box office alone and the residuals, that that was like a huge. You know, oh no! We we'll, well, we're in Canada, so we don't work. We don't get any of those awesome fun things. No. Oh. No. 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 We work in a whole. We work in a whole other other system. 
and regardless of what what the film actually makes, we we just got paid for our our work on the days, and that's it. No, damn. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. I know. If I hit, too bad, I didn't have ten percent on the back end of that one. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> hey, I love I love learning about this stuff. But yeah, to me, yeah, Monica King got to chop off his head, but you were in the boiler room, like taking it back to square one. If you're a Freddy fan boom, taken care of. And then Jason actually comes in and kills you. It's like, at that point, I just fucking drop it right there and be like, oh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry. I would. I just would. And and move on. And that's what I mean. Like, all right, Insomnia killed it. Freddy vs. Jason, I thought that that was the best role in there just because of what I just said. That scene alone, I was like, oh, that's what fuck, yeah. that's what I want to do. And then, that was with, pretty epic for, like, not, you know, yeah. what it was. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, and then moving on to, you know, a movie like this, where, like we said, it's just all over the place. It's, this is, this movie is, is you, a hundred percent. Yeah. I'm not saying there's, there's, there's not other characters, clearly, but it's about you or whatever. But your performance, that and the other, the, um, what was the, uh, he was like, uh, not your handler, but that guy's performance was good too in the movie. The oh, looking dude. Yeah. Yeah, the big bouncer guy. He is amazing. I loved his performance, but it's just, you know, this movie is just one of those fights. It sucks because, you know, it, you could clearly see this movie and, and nominate, give some nominations here, but it's kind of a, like you said, it, even though you can't pigeonhole it or whatever, it's kind of known as a genre piece or a weird film. But there's fucking great performances in this. That's why me and Alex were just blown the fuck away. We were like, wow. We, did, we didn't even yeah. know how to go about this interview. We were like, where, where do we start on this movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's kind of funny. A lot of people are like doing a lot of interviews. They're like, "So, how did you get involved with this film?" And like, they don't really like because yeah. it's weird. Like, what do you talk about? It did so <laughs> all over the map, and yet it's so specific, and it's so like, yeah, people are. Yeah, you, know, you get some weird questions. People just don't know how to go about it, and people go like, "Oh, well, what's the movie about?" And I'm like, "Well, I can tell you like what happens in the movie, sort of like right. Right. Girls, blah blah blah." But like. The movie, like the tone, the feeling of it, I don't know. I don't know how to categorize it. It's, I, yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, there's a, depending on the, the region and the distributor, some people are going more of a psychological thriller, character study, you know, sort of uh, art house film. Some people are going like, oh, it's a horror movie. And I think if you go to see this movie thinking that you're going to see like hot chick torture porn thing, you're going to be disappointed. Right, yeah, that's cute that they tried, though. It's like, yeah, nice try, but you got to watch the movie. That's like, like Requiem of a Dream or yeah. something, you know? It's like, yeah. Yeah, what's that, a drama or a... No, that's just a fucking kick-ass movie. Just like this one, it's like, damn. And I don't you think the, the best ones are you can't really categorize? I mean, obviously, you know, dramas and those are the great ones, but movies like that where it just leaves you like, what the fuck? And, well, that was great. To, I don't even know how I feel about that. Yeah, like, what am I... Favorite movies, it's foreign. Okay, and I'm going to sound really stupid here when I say that I don't know what country it's from. It's called The Green Butchers. I think it's, it's either, I think it's like Swedish or Norwegian. Uh, I don't know. It has the guy who played the bad guy in the Bond movie. Um, oh, God, now I can't even remember which one. Anyway, it's amazing, and it's like, it's really horrific and dark, but it's like really funny, and it's really charming, and there's like a love story, and I don't know how to categorize it. It's the same right. thing with American Mary. You go like, I, I don't, yeah, you could, you could go I, any way with it. It's kind of 
confusing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What would you say were your three top favorite roles? Like, what, what movies turned out the absolute best, in your opinion, out of everything? Because you have a huge resume. Do you have movies you hold up as, like, wow, that was the best? American, American Mary. American Mary, obviously. Um, there's a film, a Canadian independent film called Turning Page, which uh, also stars Brendan Fletcher, who was in Freddy vs. Jason. He's one of my best. He's like my best friend. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, that, that, yeah, I saw that movie. That movie was awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, that one, I am I was really proud of my work in that one, as well as, you know, the whole film and, and everyone in it in general. And um, I just did this zombie movie called 13 Eerie, which, you know, definitely wasn't the best movie. Brennan's also in that one as well. <laughs> we kind of just worked together. 13 Eerie. I saw that in the store the other day. <laughs> yeah, so it's like <laughs> this, you know, sort of B-movie zombie flick of a bunch of kids that get on a forensic exam thing. And it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> I think I'm great at it. I think it's hilarious. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, the director comes up to me and goes, okay, so... Um, in the first half of the movie, you're like Ripley from Alien, and then somewhere in the middle, you turn into Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Okay, okay. <laughs> and I'm like, this is awesome. And like, yeah. for for what it was, like, I, I mean, there's, you know, I really like insomnia, and I really like, you know, other things here and there. And um, but I just watched this recently. I was just killing myself. I thought it was great. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe I'll get that then. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just you have to watch it going. Okay, this is like, you know, zombie B movie shot in moose shots, but. Brendan is awesome. I'm awesome. I just thought it was like so, <laughs> it's so much fun. You know what I love about that, though? What you're saying, your enthusiasm, it's like no matter if this is a you know, $15 million budget or if it's no budget, you give everything to every role. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it watchable. Like, I'm going to make it. doesn't matter, like, what the script is, what anyone else is doing. I don't know what the camera work is going to look like. At the end of the day, I can only be responsible for what I'm doing and yeah. I have full control over that. And if <laughs> the complete, if the rest of it's absolute shit, at least you can watch me and go like, this is totally watch. This yeah. is worth watching yeah. because she's hilarious or whatever, you know? And I, the, yeah, go watch that movie. You'll, you'll die laughing. Like it makes no, it's completely ridiculous. But <laughs> it's really fun. Now I have to watch it. I got so into it at a certain point. Like I show up, and I, my hair's all in and like a tight ponytail. I'm very serious. And at one point, I was like, guys, I need to get my hair down because this needs to just get like ridiculous, like sex. It, the, the sexiness of this character just needs to like amp up until it's like <laughs> hilarious. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm going to make this homemade bomb and then I'm going to throw it at the zombie and just shove it in his neck. Oh, oh, I know how to get my hair down. I'll pull my elastic out of my hair because I need to wrap, I need to like seal the top of the bomb <laughs> with a rubber glove and my hair elastic. And then my hair will be down. And I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, great. Wow, that's perfect. <laughs> I'm putting like Vaseline and blood on me, like, to, you know, because we're sweating and doing zombies. I'm like, yeah, no, just a little blood. Like, just accentuate my cheekbone here with some dirt. <laughs> and we're just killing ourselves laughing. Like, it was so fun. Yeah, you're like, can you please make the blood look hot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, no, put more Vaseline sweat on my collarbone. That's hot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and then I'm like, I'm like, yeah, let's kill some zombies. Like, it was really, really fun. Wow. See, that's cool. And I was going to ask yeah. you about that because you said how you turn, you know, Sigourney Weaver, then you turn this one. When when you're doing a complex role like like uh, American Mary, it's not shot in sequence. So how how do you put your how do you put your headspace? I was worried about that, especially when we only had 15 days to shoot it. So it's like mm -hmm. right. running from one set from one location to the other, and all of a sudden, 
So thankfully, having two directors was helpful because one, at least one of them was always around. And I'd say like, okay. And I told Sylv and Jen at the beginning, I was like, here's the things that I'm going to need. I'm going to need you to have always in your lap a timeline of what just happened before the scene and what's about to happen after the scene. Okay. So Mm -hmm. when we're racing around, when we're running, and I'm going in there at least, I, I knew the script so well in my head, but... You know, it's all when you're just shooting little bits here and there, it's hard to place where they go. Mm-hmm. And so and and so they would always be like, Okay, yes, right, this has just happened and, and what happens after this is, is this thing happens. I go, Okay. Okay, one, two, three, right. okay, wait, hang on, I got it. Yeah, okay, good. Ready to go. Wow, that's a great idea. Wow. Well that yeah, I mean tough. you just have to know you just have to know where you've been and where you're going and then hopefully you can pull it off. I mean, I was always worried about that. When I watched the film for the first time I was really nervous that the downward spiral of her, uh, her, 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 her psychoticness <laughs> would, would, would be apparent. It, yeah. I mean, you could follow it. Like you wouldn't, there wouldn't all of a sudden be a thing where I thought I was supposed to be happy and cheerful. And really I was supposed to be, you know, psychosis or something. Yeah. Wow. You know, can I ask you one thing? I didn't, I just watched it once. So I'm not, you know, I don't know everything about it, but, yeah. um, and maybe I just missed something. Uh, so you had that Nan, Nana, or what did you call her on the phone? Yeah, Nana. Yep. So I guess you get a call, and I suppose I I hope I'm not. Guys, just skip the, skip five minutes. <laughs> um, so you get a call, and then all of a sudden you delete her from your contact. So obviously, I guess she's dead. Uh-huh. Yeah. Was Originally too- there was. Uh, sorry, go, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, like, what was that? Was that, I'm trying to imply that maybe that, that guy who was following you went there first and killed her. Like, I don't know. How, how did that work? No, I originally, see, it, it, it makes sense to us because originally we had a scene where I go to the nursing home where she's at and I find out that she has, like, very serious cancer. She's hiding from me. And mm. then I go back later or something and she, and she dies. The, the point of that was just supposed to be that I guess the nursing home called me to inform me, and I. This is probably not how they do things, but you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. For the sake of our low budget, <laughs> we did an insert to close up that giant storyline. Uh-huh. Yeah, where she where where she calls a bunch of times, and you know, no, she calls and I pick it up, and they inform me that she's died, and so I collapse on the floor and then delete her phone number, which is a really cold thing to do, like, you know, to to immediately go on your phone and delete that contact is, it, it was sort of very, it was more about showing how... Cold? That was, that was Mary's very last family member, if she ever had any others. That was right. the only person she had any kind of relationship with, and that the second she dies, she completely, that was the last bit of humanity she had left, she cold-heartedly deletes that contact. Like, yep. if that's only living family member, you know, if someone that close to you dies, you don't immediately go on your phone and delete their contact. Like, that's yeah. harsh. Yeah. And, and that was more the point of the scene was to right. show that her, that was that draw to, to being a normal person, to having any connection. Yeah, that's I love that scene. great writing. Yeah. That's great writing. You know, yep. it's funny because, not funny, but I, I actually met somebody. It was someone, like a coworker, but from a different building, and they wanted help with something and said, I have to call this guy or that guy from the company. So I said, well, give me your number, and I'll tell you when I get the number. And then so she gave me the number, and then I come to my building, and I work for like a week, and then a couple, three or four days later, she dies. 
And oh. I'm like, what? I just got this girl's number, and I was going to help her call the union guy and this and that. And then I look in my phone, and I look at her name. I'm like, yeah, that's her. And I was struggling with the idea of do I press delete Can you contact? delete that? Oh, yeah, like it's yeah. that weird. Wow. It's weird. Yeah, sure. yeah it's, a, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing to, uh, to, to deal with. Yeah, absolutely. Or, like, even, like, Facebook friends. Like, it's weird. You're just like, oh, do I delete? I don't know. So I mean, and that's that's right. the point of that of that scene. It's like that's it. She's, She's done. She's got nothing left. So. Now, was there was there any significance to the next scene? Like, uh, was the next scene where you did something really like that was just uh, unhuman or something? Like, do you remember that or no? I think what happens after she dies is she drives to the um, the storage room where Doctor Grant is. Right. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So there you go. So that makes you sense. kind of forget about him, and then you think like he's dead at the beginning. Sorry, everyone, stop listening now. If you're seeing it, because I, I the only reason I remember I think this is because I remember still being like that was it. So her nana died. She's all fucked up. She didn't go cut Doctor Grant. Right. <laughs> that so I think, too. but I might be totally wrong. Yeah. Well, to wrap it up, I guess we uh, you know, what do you have planned for the future? You know, see, you never know. You never know what what comes up. I want to continue doing interesting, cool, original uh, films with interesting, cool, original female characters. You know, I probably am not going to be America's Next Sweetheart in fluffy romantic comedies, although my brother would really, really like it if I was. But but I'm currently doing um, Being Human is going for its fourth season. I've got a recurring on that. I just wrapped a pilot for uh, CW called Blink, which is awesome. Um, I'm going to go around and promote American Mary as much as I can. And, and I've got a bunch of things thrown up in the air right now, thrown against the wall. We'll see what sticks. And, you know, in this in this industry, God knows, I never know what I'm doing. I'm a homeless traveling gypsy. I live in airports and hotels. I have no idea what I'm doing from month to month. My, my life is usually planned about four days in advance. And then mm. I'm like, no idea. Wow. Well, dude, honestly, like me and Alex were talking about this earlier, you're around our age. Now, for our age group, you are definitely one of the one of the significant actresses because of that reason that you just said, because of the roles you choose. And uh, yeah, dude, I think you got a, you got some more good ones coming up, too. I mean, shit, you can definitely act. And it seems that you have that that want to do those kind of, you know, different kind of roles. And like you just said, you don't think you're going to be America's sweetheart. I don't even see that as important as, as just doing roles like you just said, just going after the shit. And, uh, you know. You know, yeah, we think you're fucking. And, and everything okay. different. I, I take meetings in LA. They go, well, what what kind of movie do you want to do? I go, I don't know. I mm. all of them. I want to do all different things. I want to do everything different. I want to do all of it. This is my whole life. This is all I do. Film is all I'm going to be doing it forever, and I want to do all of it. Yeah, yep. and I, I gotta say, like Dan said, you have picked really great roles, and I, you've you've, you've, you've you. killed it every time. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. And everybody, you know, check out, uh, you know, American Mary. It's come into theater. On fucking awesome. May 31st and in Canada on the 30th. Yeah. You know, Katie here, she she did an amazing job, as always, as I expected. Uh, I just <laughs> didn't I didn't know the movie would be that good. But uh, I was like, what I loved about it, it just sucked me into that world. And I was living yeah. it with you. You know, like. And look out look out for the, for the Saskia sisters. They're going to have a lot more films completely fascinating interesting original smart funny important movies and they're taking over the world so 
get on their train, everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. We love you, and thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, guys. Love you, too. Have a great week. Yeah, you too. Bye. Bye. Hi, Katie. I saw you in that movie, and I wanted you to do me right through my LCD. Chef, this is Pam. Hi, Pam. Jack Rabat. I'm calling about uh, getting some information on a personal trainer. Okay. Are you a member here? What I'd like to do is find out if you have some type of trainers that can work with my body type. I have a graduate of the wellness fitness program up at SDSU. I don't want to get into any kind of a fancy program. I'd like to get a trainer who will put me on the mat and get me on the bench and just, you know, work me and get me into shape as quickly as possible. And he is I don't an know if trainer. there's a guy that does a... that in your in your program yep, or if there's somebody that you about right like now. about, then I'll I'll see him. But I gotta make sure that it's somebody who's really got the stuff that it takes to get me in and whip me into shape. Do you have anything like that? Yeah, his name's Eric. What are your hours? We open at 5.30 in the morning. And Give it to me so that I can write that down. I want to write this down so I know exactly what your hours are. What, so go ahead. What are the hours? I started to. Monday through Thursday, 5.30 What are your hours? And then give it, give it to me starting on Monday after the weekend. If you would just be quiet for one moment, I'll give you my give you my hours. I am open 5.30 a.m. Uh, been doing this for a while? Yes. Okay. All right. And he has credentials and things like that. But you just told me you didn't care about that. Because no, I started I, telling you that he was oh, a no, no, no. graduate I, I of a wellness fitness very, program very at I just need to know he that he has got program. the credentials that I need to have because I don't want to be program. training with somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. So what has he done? How, what kind of credentials does I he have? I just told you. Maybe you just need to come in and meet with him. And he can <laughs> I'm sorry. explain I, I, to you. I think we got off on the wrong foot here. I'm just yeah, trying to find I think out. So too. <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, I'm so stressed out from being out of shape. You keep asking what I'd like to do is I'd like I to just find out when I could see him and what the hours are, but I'm not hearing what that is. Because you keep asking me a question. Okay, just tell me what the hours are. I'll write those down, and then we can figure out when I can see this Eric guy who has credentials or not. I don't know if he has credentials. He is a graduate of the Wellness Fitness Program. And don't forget to tell me what the hours are, too, because I want to start as... I have tried seven times to tell you what the hours are. Okay. Excuse me, could you just stop for one moment? Just stop. I have tried seven times to tell you what the hours are. Every time I start to tell you what the hours are, you ask me another question. I think you need to be a little more assertive on the phone, to be honest. I'm being very assertive on the phone, but you keep interrupting me. Every time I try to talk, you talk over me, ma'am. No, you you talk over me. You ask me a question, I try to answer the question, you ask me another question. If I can work out in the morning, say, from 9 
or from 8.30 to 9.45. Will he be able to help me out with that? I would have to check with his schedule and make sure okay, that Okay, ma'am, you have not... to let me finish. I hadn't, did not finish. This is a dialogue, not a monologue. I would have to check with his schedule. Right, do you ever shut up? Okay, American Mary. This is starring <laughs> Catherine Isabel as Mary Mason. Antonio Cupo is Billy Barker. I think he's the guy who runs the club. Tristan Risk. Tristan? Beatrice? That's a girl's name? Tristan? Do you know I know a guy named Tristan? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it can be. The girl's name was Tristan in Blair Witch 2, the wife. Um, hmm. okay. It just, yeah. David Blair Love. Witch 2 reference. Good one, Jamie. Good reference <laughs> to the worst movie ever made. <laughs> <laughs> I know people who love Blair Witch 2. What? Yeah. What? No, get out of They think it's cool. Hey, dude, there's something for I everybody. I like Blair Witch, too. Dude, fuck I you. do. I think it's fun. I, well, okay, but what does that have to do with this? I love Ghoulies, too. I'm just kidding, dude. That's weird. That's the worst movie ever. Why do you like that movie? What? <laughs> it is not the worst movie ever. Yes, it is. It yes, is so it nuts. Is. You, you should look at some of my screeners I got this year. You are yes. crazy. No, it's not the worst, but you're right. That is a bad movie. Can we agree that it's a bad well, movie? All right, David Love Gren as Dr. Grant, which we'll, we'll get, definitely get into him. <laughs> Paula Lindbergh as Ruby Re- Real Girl. I think that's the girl who had her nipples removed. Ruby. And uh, Clay St. Thomas. I don't know how far I'm going to go on this as Dr. Walsh. I have, I have no idea who really <clears> – <throat> you know, we only saw this. We all only saw this once. So. Well, yeah, and you got to know one name, Catherine Isabel, because it's her yeah. And exactly. it's a one-woman show. There's some other key characters in it, but this is fucking. This is all about her. So yeah, yeah, we're gonna get into the characters, so it's not really necessary to know. Who, it's important who. And this is made by the Sko, Soska <laughs> Sko, Skoska sisters. <laughs> Whoa. Soska. Yep. There you go. Soska. Okay. <laughs> this is a Soska sisters uh, movie, and <laughs> Catherine just got done telling us that this is uh, you know look out for them. <clears throat> All right, so let's do some non-spoilers. We're definitely gonna we're gonna write on our description that we're you know the non-spoiler and spoiler part. We could tell people like uh, what happened in the first. I don't know. We'll go twenty-five minutes and then stop because <laughs> well, I don't think that's a spoiler. I think that's just setting it up so you guys can decide whether or not you think this is cool enough to watch. Right? Well, you know, are we talking for twenty-five minutes or are we talking at the twenty-five minute mark? mark. <laughs> Okay, no. good. Thank you, Dan. I had the same question. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, wait a minute. No, I, I don't have all night here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. This will be a non-spoiler review, too. God damn. Exactly. All right, yeah. Have, <laughs> don't spoil it for 25 straight minutes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> good luck with that. All right, Ready? All right, yeah, go. Stopwatch, go. All right. Yeah, so uh, Mary Mason is uh, Catherine Isabel, like we said. She's basically a broke med student who can't even afford her, so- her, her uh, cell phone bills. She goes into a strip club for a job interview, which I thought was great. It was a great idea of hers. The problem is that Catherine Isabel, as you just heard, does not actually get naked in any movie. So it wouldn't have paid off for us guys either way. So Yeah, but it paid off because we saw her fucking scantily clad on the motherfucking pole, dude. Yes. Come on now. And you've never seen that from her. And she's smoking, dude. Would you, would you agree, though, that you haven't seen her body fucking, you know, in any other movie like this? Not like this. Oh, good lord. Yeah. Smoking. So instead of getting the job, 
She's offered $5,000 to do surgery on some dude who's lying dead on a table. Uh, uh, almost, almost dead. Um, dying. He's dying on the table. Yeah, and uh, just something's wrong with him. I didn't know what was wrong with him. I don't know if you guys did. It's some back alley fucking thing. But wasn't it to cause him more pain, the first one? Like, I thought it was, uh, I don't know. I, I thought I she saved his life. Am I wrong? I don't know. Well, I, I couldn't quite tell. At one but, point, I was under the impression that it was like a mob thing. Exactly. You know, that she was, that it was a torture thing. Right. Like in Bound uh, or something. Um, and then, or Goodfellas or whatever, you know, pick one. The, the, yeah. And then at another time, I thought maybe she was, they hired her to bring him back. So that they could then not bring him back, but keep him stable, so that they could, could then torture him longer. You know, um, yeah, okay. You know, what? which would be extraordinarily brutal, and I'd love that. So I hope that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is definitely got to watch this twice. Yeah, exactly. Like it was one of those. It was either she saved him for one reason or the other, but the main thing is it was like this like back alley fucking surgery type of shit that you know they because that shit goes on though, man. You know, oh, yeah. there's a whole fucking underworld of people stealing kidneys and people like you know. Oh yeah, what that that's what this whole movie is. It's like Mary is a med student who's broke. She gets to do this operation in a back alley type of deal because she has some knowledge at this point in her, you know, school career. And uh, someone is impressed with her work who looks like Betty Boop, who is really fucking scary looking. I did not get Betty Boop at all. I didn't get that until, like, mm. you know, they basically said uh, because I just looking at her, I didn't get it. Basically. Oh, you didn't get that. That's what they were going for. No. Oh, I got that. No, I didn't. I didn't even. And even after I knew, I still didn't get it. I mean, I still just didn't see it. Who basically what we're saying is that she had plastic surgery to the point where she looked like Betty Boop. And she even talked like her. She dressed like her, I guess, if she was a human. And uh, and not in always in the same dress every time you drew her. And who does she introduce you to? Like, it's a friend, right? Yeah, she introduces Mary. She says, I have a friend who really needs a whacked out surgery. So Mary, and I don't know what she offers her. I forgot the, the denomination, but Mary says, okay. Like I said, she's broke. She'll, you know, she's all into it now. She'll do something strange for a little piece of change. <laughs> <laughs> this hot chick, I think, to begin with, wants her nipples and vagina slit removed. Oh, so she can look like a Barbie. She wants to oh. look like a Barbie doll. Like, literally. Did this chick learn how to piss out of her asshole? I, I... Yeah, how does well, that she work? said what she said to her was make it as small as possible. Like, oh. make the opening as small. Oh, okay. So that explains the ending. So she will be able to urinate, but she will not be able to do anything else, which... Which we'll, we'll find out the result of that later. <laughs> that makes so much sense, but yet it's still so creepy. It's it's bizarre, actually. I, I don't even... Hey, I'm okay with it. I really don't care. It's okay. Yeah, it's cool. Right? It's cool. It makes it's for cool. a good movie, dude, because there yeah. are people out there like this. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. So, uh, the other character, main character, is a club owner who's kind of like, you know, he he's a major alcoholic, which is really cool. You know how, like, some movies people think that, like, true romance wouldn't have been the same movie if everyone wasn't smoking and Fight Club wouldn't have been the same movie if... Uh, if uh, everyone wasn't fighting, no. Um, <laughs> uh, this guy, 
is always drinking in every single scene. And it, it actually does set a tone. It does set his character, and it really brings you into the movie. And what I liked about this movie, actually, is that <clears throat> this movie was one of those movies where you get sucked into their world. Mm. The same way, like, you take the descent with Mary. I did, anyway. The, the same way that you took the thing with the guy from the Midnight Sun. Remember that, Dan? Right. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad you just said that, bro. Yeah, you're right. But not in a world like uh, Moonrise Kingdom or a Tim Tim Burton movie. I think what you're saying is you you get immersed so much into the characters that you basically see everything from her eyes. You know? Yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. get I didn't get sucked. Really? Uh. Uh-uh. <clears throat> well, you should have grown a penis. I didn't. <laughs> I need to. Think... I want to watch it again. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, mean, I feel that's... like this is. I feel like this is one that I really need to watch again. Um, that's fair. And because I like to give movies a chance, I feel like there's enough. There was enough interesting in this film to make me want to do that, and possibly come out the other end uh, being happy about it. But my initial impression upon my first watch was that the only thing I could uh, the only thing I took away from it was that Catherine Isabel is amazing and fucking smoking hot and that was the that was it like it was like nothing really yeah i mean i just i mean i understood it like i got what was happening but well, the yeah. only impression that i got was wow Catherine Isabel was really good mhm yeah. you know well and a lot of this movie too is uh it it, it, it it's a simple story, you know. Like you said, um, she starts, she does that operation, and then she slowly starts uh, doing a lot of them, you know. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, it becomes and, her whole world. And a cop's on her trail somewhat, not even really until the end, even. So it's very okay. So what do you think of the movie, though? Like, how would you rate this? Oh, I love it, dude. I love it. Um, I I thought the ending was blah. It was nothing. It was. See, that's the thing, though, like, nowadays with horror movies and all this shit, like, this isn't a horror movie, dude. It's got some fucked up shit going on. It's got some cool imagery, but it's a character piece, man. It's a fucking nice, nice twisted drama, and it's just one of those movies where it's definitely not going to be for everybody. Nothing amazing. Um, Like I said, about the ending, it's a little lackluster for me. Nothing, uh, well, you know, I'm not going to get into spoilers. Anticlimactic. Yeah, it's just it is what it is, you know. And and I'm not gonna sit there and be like, it, you know, it didn't do anything for me because it did. I, I enjoyed it, but at the same time, it didn't do like amazing things for me where I was like fucking jumping into my pool like Cannonball American Mary. Man. I really liked it. I was uh, <clears throat> I was totally into this. I liked every theme. I liked every character. I liked the tone. I like the acting. I like the story. It was a world I got sucked into, and I loved it. But I will say the ending left me really... <sighs> Did it kill it for you, bro? Did it kill it, you think? I feel like I could watch the whole movie again and still enjoy it, but then when the ending comes, I would I would almost turn it off before it even got there. Like Jamie, did it kill it for you? No, it um, it didn't help. <laughs> it was, but it was already limping before it got to the end. See, I don't think me. it was limping though. See, no, for I think me, it, I said. Yeah, no, no, no. It did it the whole way, and yes, the ending is very disappointing to me. Not to the point where it's like, wah, 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 wah. like no. not, not that 
or maybe, I don't know, maybe it is, but at the same time what I'm saying is it doesn't make it like I think this is a bad movie because of that. I just think that it could, and the ending is actually, from a writer's standpoint, it probably looks great on paper. Absolutely. It probably does. But from a viewer who's really into this, and then like, that is the ending, it's like, Mm. huh. Mm. Ready? Okay, it's spoiler time. Anybody who's going to watch this, turn this off. And you probably heard he got spoiled by the interview a little bit. So, uh, okay, here we go. So that, so she goes to that party and she slipped a roofie pretty much by uh, somebody. And then her professor rapes her. Right. And that sets up a big part of her character. That's a major thing to talk about, that she was a normal med student who was just trying to get through college, having some problem with money. She had a nana, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly some dude fucking rapes her, dude. That's like big... That's a big deal in someone's char- in a character's life. So she pays the club owner five grand, which he paid her a couple nights earlier, to kidnap this dude, and she surgically removes his limbs. <laughs> and, and sews his mouth shut. Like and hangs him there like like Leatherface does fucking except she uses little hooks. Exactly. Yeah, little hooks like like pinhead hooks. It's oh. like uh, in a man called horse. <laughs> yeah, it's... never seen it, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. right. Well, somebody, will, somebody out there will get my reference. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure everybody will. I'm just an idiot. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is epic to me because I, I despise rapists. To me, they're somewhere between a cockroach and that white stuff that accumulates in the corner of your mouth when you're really thirsty. Uh... <laughs> no, that's funny. You don't know that quote? Huh? Yes. Uh, con- What's the movie? Go ahead. Con Air. Con Air. Uh, oh. God damn it. <laughs> I knew that damn quote. Con Air. Con Air, John Malkovich. Yeah. Uh, he was talking about Danny Trejo, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, she does that. That's awesome because I love rape revenge. Like, I really do believe what I just said, even though I'm just quoting John Malkovich. I really think rapists are the lowest piece of shit in the world. Like, People have opportunities to cheat on their girlfriends and they don't take it because they have some kind of moral fiber. If you're willing to fucking rape a girl, like, that's that's the lowest thing in the world. Like, she won't give it to you. She's just going to... I mean, come on. Yeah, you fucking low life, Dude, I'm with you, man. Nothing incites anger more than a rapist. For yeah. Me. Exactly. Yeah. You're a you're a low life sack of shit. You're a you're a true piece of human garbage. Yeah, like, but dude, like, all right, and we're we're like misogynistic in a lot of ways because we like to fuck around and shit like that. But dude, like, if somebody touches you, a are chick, not like, misogynistic. You're absolutely not. I mean, you you joke around a lot. Exactly. But you, you are not misogynistic. I mean, you guys are. I don't know anyone who has ever whoever would ever think that about you guys. You're not. Well, you're, we. I, I, I wouldn't I, be I hanging with you if you were. You know. No. I no, I fuck around and, and make stupid jokes. But what I I'm saying, why? Yeah, you're right? Yeah, exactly. And you get it. But like, if, if push comes to shove, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like, it's our job, dude, as fucking guys to like protect fucking women. Aww. It's like I want to walk. I'm gonna take each of you on an arm, and then we're gonna like walk through the red brick road. Because <laughs> Alex wants to see something. I want to see what's in it. And I'll bet there's something a whole lot worse than lions and tigers and bears. Oh, 
Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> oh god, what's down the red brick road? Jesus Christ. Dude, think about it. If this crazy flying monkeys fucking, you know, Yeah, and the, the yellow one, yeah. That's not it. Yeah, that's the good one. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> imagine, dude. <laughs> well, in all fairness, they flew to her. They could have traveled from the red. Uh, we don't really know. Phantoms and ghosts. Like I said, man, I, I have a feeling that you'd start walking down, open up a door, that shit would be a cathedral, you'd see a fucking midget <laughs> walking around. <laughs> 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 I'm Howard the Duck. <laughs> Howard the Duck. <laughs> hey, how did everybody like our singing? We are on drugs, yeah. They loved it. They loved it. Dude, I got so much feedback. They said, when are we going to start the Skeleton Crew band? I cut that into an MP3. <laughs> oh, monkeys. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, so I love that when this dude's hanging on the hooks with no arms and legs. Beautiful, by the way. Oh, by the way, when I was a kid, I, my English teacher used to make us write stuff. Like, you know, whatever. So I wrote that if somebody cuts me off on the highway, I want to surgically remove their arms and legs and fly a helicopter and let throw them into the ocean full of sharks. <laughs> With frickin' legs to their frickin' heads? <laughs> Dude, I'm not kidding. I actually sent this in to my teacher. <laughs> Did she send you to the principal? That's just for cutting you off in traffic? I don't know what I wrote. And I don't know if it was that one because I have another one where I said, I want to slide a guy off a slide full of razor blades into a bucket of lemon juice or something like that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What grade are you in when this craziness I know, that's a grosser than gross joke. (laughs) Definitely ninth grade. So who cut you off because you weren't driving at that point? I know. I don't know. I don't even know how he came up with that. Alex pictures in his mind he's a truck driver. Yeah, I'd fucking flip him off if he fucking cut me off. Yeah, how would I even know that? Maybe I was mad that somebody did it to my dad or something. Maybe, dude. That's so funny. Okay, continue. Isn't that weird? Yeah, but I wrote that. So it's weird that she removed his arms and legs because that's exactly what I would do to somebody I want to really pay back. So it's it's just – I'm sorry. That's why I threw that in there. I always want to break people's <laughs> fingers. Like, I just fucking twist that finger back. <laughs> you cocksucker. Yeah, I, I always wanted to rip their nails off with... With um, rapists, though? You just... Rapists, like, as as nasty as it is, like she did, uh, eventually, too. Didn't she fucking cut off his dick and balls? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what I would do, man. As nasty as it would be, I wouldn't want to touch it, but just to cut it off, just so they could live with that shit. Yeah. And be like, I have no... Dick. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, that must be a fate worse than death. That's the voice, too. They would have no dick. If I had no dick, I honestly, I'm going to tell you, I'd kill myself. I wouldn't be okay just sitting in a chair watching TV forever in a mental institution. I would just kill myself because without my dick, I'm I'm nothing. And if you were like, hey, Dick, I can't, I can't bring myself to kill myself. I got no dick. Kill me. I'd kill you. Too. Exactly. Exactly. I feel bad for you, and I want you to do the same for me. So yeah, if I ever lose my dick, please kill me. I mean, I can deal with I can deal with losing a ball. Oh, who cares about your balls? Exactly. It's like it's a ball. Yeah. And you still get the sack intact. You still get your <laughs> dick that gets hard. It's like you're good to go. But dude, your cock's gone, dude. I, I, I'm I'm tear- I'm out, man. I am out. I am out like trout. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> yeah, I don't need I don't need anything else. I don't need any other experiences. What I don't care you, if I'm rich. Jamie? What about you? Would you freak out if you lost your dick? If somebody removed the thing on your squeeze box and you couldn't feel or enjoy <laughs> sex anymore, would you 
like to jump off a building? If somebody um, poked their straw in your juice box. No. No. No? No, because that's not the only way I get pleasure. Yes, it is. For me, it is. But no, it's the it's... most important way. No, it's really not. Really? You no. and of all people. No. Um, what? What is then? What is? Yeah, what does give you pleasure? Like, if I, if I get butterflies in my stomach, dude, that shit's going straight to my dick eventually. Yeah, and if you say this show, I'm going to start charging to be in the dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what yeah. Are you serious? Like, you really... <laughs> Why, is it weird? Is this a confession or something? <laughs> no, it's not a confession. No, I'll tell you, is that um, giving pleasure gives Oh, me. my God. All right. So anyway, the security guard <laughs> comes in the room and he tries to rescue this guy. <laughs> and uh, he pulls a Rob Dyer. <laughs> I'm dead serious about that. And I mean physical pleasure, too, because three separate times in my life. Oh, my God. No, but OK. <laughs> I'm dead serious. And one was about two weeks ago. Oh, well, we believe you. We believe you. <laughs> Holy Christ. Thank you for uh, elaborating, Jamie. But wait, yes. that, doesn't, that doesn't go on the air. <laughs> oh, okay. Good. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so the security guard tries to save the day, and he pulls a Rob Dyer on us, or a Sleepaway Camp 3 cop on us, and it's an anticlimactic non-rescue. Right, right. And he's done. So at that point, that was, that was good, though, because I was, I was feeling a little tense there. It was good. Yeah, there was some solid scenes, dude. Does anybody remember any of the what the f moments? There's only a couple. Like one I can remember is the 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 heartless scene where the guy, the professor, tells her to go in the room and tell a family that the dad had a heart attack, and he goes, "Okay, go back in and tell him that he's dead." That that's one where I was like, oh, yeah. alrighty then." And, she, and dude, I love that scene though. She's like, "Yeah, no problem." <laughs> yeah, she's like, "Okay." Uh, and one of the what the fuck moments, I literally said, "What the fuck?" was when the Soska sisters came in. To the fucking strip club, and then she fucking goes to kiss the stripper and fucking bites off her bottom lip. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> or what about when the twins wanted their arms switched? Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. That, that, see, that's bizarre. And I wonder, they said they did a lot of research and shit on that. I wonder if fucking people really want that. Like, twins. Oh, dude, I believe that. I be, No, I believe it. Oh, it's definitely, but can you imagine that, dude? Like, I don't know. No, I can't imagine any of this. To me, like, that doesn't make any sense. But uh, to some people, it obviously must. So it's like, all right, yeah, go for it. So it's whatever. But, dude, there are people out there that fucking want that shit. It's just, it's mind-boggling to me, dude. Dude, look at people that get, like, whacked-out belly rocker tattoos that, that say absolute moronic things. And they got it because they were really into a movie. People like that are, are they're, they're not nuts by definition, but they just do impulsive things that make no sense. If somebody got a belly rocker that said, what would Jason do? Mm. You would think they're insane. Like, you like a movie <laughs> that much? <laughs> well, no, uh, I would totally get that. I love it. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know if that was so impulsive, but, like, it was just one of those things where people were crazy, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> so, we talked about the what the F moment. With her when she deletes her nana from the phone instantly after she dies. So, I love that scene. Yeah, I love it. That's why I had to bring it up. Okay, let's get yes, to the end. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I know. Yeah. We're, wait, we're not going to go scene by scene? No, no, dude. We're switching that shit up. Shit. Yeah. So, 
Oh, why did you want to talk about one more scene? Because I'm gonna get to the ending here. I just thought that's how you podcast. Oh. Yeah, but remember how I said I hate that. <laughs> so I'm trying to be. I'm trying to better myself, Dan. I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so uh, the ending, like we said, is you know t- why people love us because we have our shit together. That's exactly. Because <laughs> we get each other's sarcasm. <laughs> I Obviously, know. I didn't get that just now, but. <laughs> <laughs> Did you miss that one too, Alex? Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. So the ending is a total letdown, as we said. Now we'll tell you why. So I don't know why it was so unclear and or anticlimactic, but Beatrice is beat up. She tells Mary someone is coming for her because she gave him she gave hum gave him her address and it's coming for you, Mary. Mary, Mary, why you bugging? <laughs> yeah, she did it so he'd stop beating her. So suddenly this dude just attacks Mary out of nowhere, stabs her. He leaves. I think. I don't even remember. I think he leaves. And Mary sews herself up but dies anyway. So it turns out who the guy was was the husband of the girl who wanted her nipples and pussy small uh, removed and her pussy smaller. Yeah, it wasn't even for the crazy shit that she did. No, it had nothing to do with like the guy whose limbs she removed or anything or all the other stuff. It was because of that girl in the very beginning when she really got into this. What do you think that represents? Like, you know, that happening. Well, he was obviously pissed. Uh, he didn't realize he could just flip her over. <laughs> but, but what did you? Yeah, right. <laughs> you can't. Um, I don't know. I mean, what do you think that represented, though, like to you guys? Because having not, you know, somebody coming after the dude, having it be kind of not a random dude, but not like one of the nobody top... we knew, dude. Here's the thing about it: who the hell knew who he was? That's what well, I'm saying. We saw a picture of him. Oh, oh, yeah, I remembered that. Exactly. Yeah, but well, uh, are you serious, I'm... Jamie? Did you see a picture of him? Yeah, when she first, yeah, she, when they first met, and she took her back to, she took Mary to the apartment, and she's like, oh, you know, well, she's looking at it, and she's like, that's, that's her husband. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> did, did I want everybody to be honest? I guess Jamie is being honest because she only saw it <laughs> once. But Dan, did you know that? No, I I remember fucking wait. I thought it was yeah. Didn't she have a picture of him or something though? There was a Dan. picture. Of- yeah, you knew who that was. Oh no! But well, I did when um when they said it was her husband. I, I remembered it being like, oh yeah, that was a scene with with that or whatever. But here's what that. I'm getting at, guys. To to me, that just shows that if you start doing shit like that and fucking getting in deep and fucking you know mucking around in the fucking in the dirt like that, something in the underbelly of society. Anything really, if you fuck with anything for too long. Something's gonna get you, and it turned out with that it wasn't a big thing. I don't know. Maybe this is just me, but to me it just seemed like um, you know if you play with fire, you're gonna get burned, and it wasn't necessarily like um, a specific like yo fucking it's it's this dude's. Fu-. It was just some random guy, and I think they chose a random guy to just kind of show that you know if you choose this lifestyle, if you continue to do certain things, like something's gonna catch up with you. And I think they were trying to make a point with it being somebody lesser known like that guy. See what I'm saying? No, yeah. Like I said, on paper, this is great. Right. I just don't... As a viewer, I was just like, well, there was a good movie that just kind of ended. Right, right. Exactly. 
I don't know. Jamie, if you knew who that was, tell me your reaction to this. I told you my reaction. I sat there and I was like, huh. I thought the sequences at the end uh, were really – looked really good. I mean that is one thing I do have to say about this movie is it looked good. The very end, I just sat there and said, huh. Right, dude. And what I did was I turned to Jen because she was watching (laughs) with me. I turned to Jen and I said, well, Catherine Isabel's hot. And she's like, yeah. And that was it. <laughs> well, I love how you watch with a person because you can at least get two perspectives. So, wait, did she know who that was? Yeah. She did? What am I, an idiot? She actually said it before I did. Um, she said that's the guy in the picture? Yeah. I don't even recall like seeing his face. Me either, yeah. Me either. No. Yeah. Please, please don't pay attention to shit. No. Oh, come <laughs> on. Have you heard me dissect for a year? No, it's <laughs> Fucking dude, no, I don't. At all. You listen to their. Sh- you used to listen to this show before you got on it. Get out of here, guys! It's because we fucking watched this movie three weeks ago. That must be it. No, Dan. But at the same time, when I watched it, I didn't know what the fuck was going on when, when this guy killed her. I was like, "Well, why is he killing her?" On this show thread, people chime in if you if you knew that or not. Because I don't remember it. I can, I put it together in my head afterwards or whatever, but like it didn't jump out at me. Like you caught that, Jamie. You are a fucking sleuth. Yeah, you're good. I mean, I thought I was really like observing. Tell Jen she's awesome too. You know, I don't you guys. Think it requires that much sleuthing. I mean, get out of here. Yes, it does. Oh, <laughs> don't dare put us down. It's not like you I predicted the end sense or something you know oh, I... you. <laughs> jamie this was not obvious i'm gonna come over there and whatever okay we can go on forever with this all right so what do you guys think uh jamie uh one no we don't do that okay uh netflix ratings uh it's a three i liked it you liked it all right I liked it. dan uh, yeah man i liked it i can't say i really liked it or anything really like that. Well, yeah i don't review for anybody to like Listen to my reviews. And, and then, fucking, yeah, buy it. Dude, I have a microphone, and I'm just spitting fucking what I like. I'm not trying to sell shit. I don't even want the guilt of your buyer's remorse. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, don't ever yeah. go by me. Go by what Jamie There says. have been times when I was so sure of a movie that I offered a money-back guarantee. <laughs> Are you broke? I, mean, I was like, if you don't <laughs> like this movie, I will buy it from you. And and I, that wasn't like a general. I didn't put that in a review, but I mean, I've said that to people who've like responded to a review, and then I would be like, you know what? Yeah, buy it. If you don't like it, I'll buy it from you. There you go. That's all. I've yeah. never, I've never had to buy. So, movie. how many copies of uh, whatever head do you have? How much? Rawhead you... Rex. Rawhead Rex. How many copies of that are in your apartment? Nice. None. I'm gonna go with Dan. I don't even want to give a rating. All I'm telling you is this. I am telling you, if you like Midnight Sun. I think you'll like this. It sucks you into a world. and um, But would I buy Midnight Sun? No. I'm kind of okay with seeing it once. So if I were you guys, I would just hope it comes on Netflix or rent it. That That's my suggestion. Rent it on Redbox. Well, and I think if you're trying to end a movie, you, you try and go for something. And if that's what they were trying to go for, okay, that's fine. Um, For me, it doesn't do much. Um, on I know- screen, it doesn't do much. It doesn't do much, yeah, and it may it may be perfect for some people, and that's what we're saying. It's like whatever, like it's it's a good movie, period. And then from there, we can discuss whether you know we like the ending or not. But we're not we're not saying fuck the ending and this movie sucks. No, it's a good movie. There's always going to be something that eventually will come around and bite you in the ass, and right. 
on that premise, it's it's a great ending. Right, right. But I, it, yeah, I, I just didn't feel like it was great when it happened. You know what I mean? Maybe if I watch it again, now that I know what actually happened, because I didn't know that when I watched it. If I know now and I watch it, just like Cabin in the Woods, I tried watching that under the pretense of I know now what's going on. Did you say you fell asleep? <laughs> Dude, I was 45 minutes in, which is always the mark of a movie that I always look at the clock. That For some reason, I'm a 45-minute guy. I have seen <laughs> hundreds of movies where I'm watching and my eyes dip down to see where I am, and it's always between 43 and 45 minutes. I do the same thing. I always, like, I'll end up pausing a movie, and I just did it three times this weekend, actually, watching huh. movies on Netflix, and I was exactly halfway through the movie. Right. Yeah, there's always there, – there's something about – it's almost like the film or the editor. I don't know how it happens, but there's always that point, and it's always around that time. I don't right. know how it works, but it's always that time that I, I wonder, all right, something's – there's a lull here, and I start looking down, and it's always that time. Well, um, there's a lull in the story. Did you watch the damn movie? <laughs> Just kidding, dude. <laughs> oh, oh, the, <laughs> you're such an asshole. So, so, uh, Cabin in the Woods, I paused it at 45 minutes and I went to sleep for two hours. <laughs> it put me to sleep for two hours. <laughs> and then I woke up and it was, it was like 7.30. I was like, shit. Oh. Then I went to watch the rest of Cabin in the Woods and I didn't even get past like... I don't understand you, man. That movie I know, is dude. awesome. So funny. Oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't take that phony stoner voice like, hey, guys, I don't think that we should be kind of looking around here because shouldn't we go back upstairs? Like that phony. Why do you sound like a Mexican? <laughs> <laughs> he said his voice. <laughs> dude, that phony. That's what he was doing. He was doing the Cheech Marin voice. He was like. Can we just go back upstairs, guys, and smoke more weed? Like, I think he was kind of channeling Cheech <laughs> Marin there. Me, man. Go to the kitchen. <laughs> hey, man, the whole car is made out of marijuana. I didn't even like his foot. I didn't like his character. He was too up on it. But even his first line, dude. I'm so sick of the smart pothead, too. Get That's what like... I'm saying. Well, they tried to encapsulate everything in that first line. Oh. And he goes... People around here drive in a counterintuitive manner. That's all I gotta say about that, or something like that. It's like, shut up, dude. You're an asshole. Howdy, folks. Got blood, violence, freaks of nature. You come to the right place. My name is Gary, and I'm your guide to Cinnamon Beef Podcast. Every episode, we not only deliver film reviews, we also dismantle some of your favorite and most hated films. Sometimes for the better, and sometimes for the worse. Hey, 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 you shut your face! If we want to hear you talk, I will shove my arm up your ass and work your mouth like a puppet. All right, calm down, calm down. Every show I hope to have a new co-host, podcasters, listeners alike. That's right, I'm talking to you people. I take all comers. You're slapped. That's not very nice. The only rules, well, let's ask the best cooler in the business. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. One, never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. Two... Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. Three, yes. So join the insanity and please vent your frustrations. I'm available on TalkShoe, iTunes, and Stitcher Smart Radio. Remember, here at the Cinnamon Beef Podcast, 
If you got beef, I've got the grinder. Does a good comic book storyline matter when you're trying to make a movie? In other words, do you have to fucking, with the Mandarin, do you have to stick to the source material so closely? Because a lot of those stories, dude, don't translate into good movies. Let's face it. So I think when you're do making not? A, dude, you see, uh, you know what I'm thinking, dude? Like when you have a comic book, you have a billion stories to pull from. You better not make a bad movie. Exactly, dude. Your goal is to make a good movie, not to make, oh, this is fucking in reference to, oh, see, no, we were we, we, we referenced the source material here, here, and there. It's like, no. So you're okay if they stray from the source Fuck material? Yeah, dude, that's what it's all about. You're making a movie, What about dude. X-Men 3, dude? X-Men 3 can fucking suck my dick. X-Men 3, no, and I'm glad you fucking said that. X-Men 3 can suck my dick, but you know what, dude? That's why they're getting the director back because he lost control in that one a little bit. He's doing Days of Future Past, dude. They're combining the best X-Men, X-Men First Class, with McAvoy and, uh, what's his name, Michael Fassbender. They're taking that and then they're uh, merging it with um with Wolverine and, 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 and Jean Grey and... God, I hope they bring Cyclops back. They never saw Cyclops die, and then he's my favorite X-Men of them all. They never really? they made him a bitch, dude, in those movies. He was a punk. He did he wasn't yeah. Cy dude. Cyclops is the boss, dude. He's the leader. He used to rip shit up with his glasses, dude. He used to be yeah, a Yeah, now they made him some emo asshole. And then he died in the third one? <laughs> yeah, because uh what's her name said take your glasses off. Yeah, man, exactly. And then you don't see him again. And the new Wolverine coming out, dude. I've always been a Wolverine fan, okay? And me and Alex have talked about this before, where in the first X-Men, it's very anti -clim. All right, here's what they did. Yeah, nothing happens in the movie. They made the mutants. They tried to make them um, just as human and, and get not as human, but like make them as real as possible or whatever. And I think that was one of the first comic book movies. So what, where we're at now as far as comic book movies, you have, oh, to, you have to amp it up. And it has to be those characters. And they tried that in X-Men 3. They didn't even use real bullets in that whole battle. The only cool thing about that was What do you Beast. mean by that? Uh, they, they used um, the tranquilizer bullet to turn them oh yeah right yeah, it was the cure the cure exactly and wolverine's always been my favorite dude but from the first movie as soon as he saw rogue and he's and you saw like his humanity dude i'm yeah, like things changed around right away this isn't wolverine dude wolverine he was wolverine kidding? in the very beginning when he was fighting in the cage and even exactly and even in that stupid and this is all right not your argument bro but i remember you saying this and and it didn't like anger me but i'm like no no dude believe me trust me with that other Wolverine movie, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, that me? was the worst movie ever, dude. Now, technically, that's a movie, you know, in the Wolverine War, so I guess what? This is Wolverine the Origins. One. Yeah, yeah, it's an origin. And then they made every other mutant. They had the dude from... Ugh. Oh, dude, that was retarded. So anyway, the guy with no mouth. Oh, the guy who played the 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 dad in Amityville Horror. Deadpool is one of the baddest motherfuckers ever, dude. And then they, dude, Ryan Reynolds would have been an incredible Deadpool if they made Deadpool rated R, which is the only way you can do it. Deadpool is a killer, crazy motherfucker, and he always wears a mask. Yeah, they made Ryan Reynolds mouth, dude. Come on. So yeah, Deadpool though they fucked that character up. But furthermore, dude. They didn't make Wolverine the badass that he was always meant to be. Now, with this next movie, dude, takes place after X-Men 3, before Days of Future Past or whatever. 
So they're not fucking with the timeline. This ain't an origin story. It's nothing, dude. It's straight up the next movie, and it's going to be the fucking Wolverine movie. These dudes that made it are huge comic book fans, dude, and they know exactly what they the know fans what's up. Yeah, they know what's up, dude. And, and I have faith in that from from listening to interviews and seeing seeing all the all the previews coming up, dude. This is gonna be the fucking movie. And Days of Future Past. Are you kidding me, dude? X Men First Class was brilliant, dude. That was a brilliant, amazing, amazing, movie. dude, amazing. So. What they're doing now, like I said, I don't know if you've heard or whatever, but they're combining, dude. It's going to be a timeline thing with yeah. Devil Through Time, dude. They're going to have both casts in it now. Are you kidding me, dude? Nerd bone. Just please don't cast Halle Berry again. You, you know, dude, she's getting way too old, huh? Oh, my God. Dude, do you know that Halle Berry hit somebody with her car? Remember that. And she just pulled backed up and drove home and then she claimed that she never remembered it happening so she got off with it mm-hmm. she literally was driving home i don't know if he was drunk or what but she hit someone with her car i think she killed them did, did she oh, i, I yeah. remember hearing about this on tmc and because she's rich and famous and halle berry she never was charged with anything unbelievable and 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 she drove home mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like if any of us did that, we'd be in jail. Just like the dude Kennedy. Oh God! Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what about T- the, what Ted? The Ted, fucking, Kennedy, what Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy. The Kennedy that fucking killed the girl. Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. He fucking hit her over the head with a brick or whatever the fuck he did. Yeah, man. It's yeah. You're right. You're right. Ted Kennedy drove into a lake or something, yeah. drowned the girl. The girl who was with him drowned. Oh. He he crawled out of the lake. Got a ride back to his ha- hotel or whatever it is, slept, woke up, and called the cops and told them about what happened. Oh, thanks. I'm glad you got your beauty rest. You. The reason he did that is because he was drunk. Yep. What an And asshole. he waited till he sobered up and nobody could say he was drunk. Jesus, dude. Like, all these rich assholes, dude. Like, she's a piece of shit. Don't ever support anything Halle Berry does. Yeah, man. You're Not right. Not that... You would you wouldn't be mistaken to support Catwoman because that's a piece of shit. Oh God, dude, yeah, that doesn't even count. Yeah, but dude, X Men over. Yeah, you're right though about the Halle Berry thing, dude. Yeah, she she, she has she has a new movie out called the the Call or something like that, yeah, yeah. where somebody calls from like a trunk because they're kidnapped in a car. Do not support that. Check this out, man. They're making a new Fantastic Four movie, rebooting the whole fucking thing. They're getting rid of all the people? No, yeah. Oh, yeah, starting... What about that hot piece of ass Jessica Alba, dude? Oh, that's the only thing. That's the only loss, right? Yeah, man. But uh, yeah. Fox owns both X-Men and <sighs> uh, Fantastic Four, so you'll probably see a couple crossover films, if not just one or whatever. Fox owns those those two or whatever, and then Marvel owns basically fucking all the rest or whatever. But uh, I heard they just acquired the rights back to... Uh, Blade and Ghost Rider too. Marvel did. Whether the- oh god, stop with the Ghost Rider. Even though Eva Mendez is hot as hell. Yeah, yeah, uh, man. dude. They please. made a second one, which, uh, dude, everybody's like, yo, they fucked up the first movie, dude. This one's gonna be good. Yo, that movie sucked ass. The yeah, they both suck, dude. Isn't that horrible, dude? Like, yo, Nick Cage. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try it. He's trying so hard, and I don't think it was necessarily his fucking fault, but God, man, those movies suck. Do you know that N- Nicolas Cage was actually uh, going to be Superman at one point? Oh, my God, do I? 
and they'd said he's too old and he has no hair, so that would be ridiculous. So they cast this new guy for Superman. That whole movie, dude, is a whole fucking story, man. Real quick, let's just give our overall on the Superman movies really fast. The first one, nothing happened, right? Nothing happened in that movie. Wait, it was a one? bore. Which one? The first Superman. The f- like Christopher Reeve. Yeah, it was like it was like the first X Men. Nothing. The first Superman, I'm so glad you said that, dude. The first Superman is boring. It's cool where, like, if you've never seen Superman on screen, I'm sure it was cool. Oh, my God, he he lifted a helicopter. Oh, my God. But you know what, dude? You're right. I'm glad you said that. Second one, Zod, go ahead. That's good. Dude, one of the best fucking movies ever. Well, for, for that time, anyways. For that time. You know why? You know, I'm glad you said that. Because I watched it. I bought mm-hmm. part one, two, and they wouldn't sell me three or four. <laughs> Good. You're, you're but they sold me. <laughs> they sold me one, two, and the new Superman with Brandon Routh. Oh, God. At least you didn't get Superman for uh, the, the quest for people. Oh, dude, we got it. We should review that. Yeah. They put those three on Blu-ray, and I bought it because that's the only way you can get them without paying a crazy amount of money for the first four. I'm glad you Blu-ray. said that, though. Brandon Routh. Okay, let's go over this movie real quick. Well, wait, really quick, though. Yeah. But okay, sorry. I just watched part two again, yep. and it's it's good. Right. But it's not what it was when you were a kid. Right, right. It's just not that great. Yep. It was mostly like watching those three people in the black suits. Mm -hmm. It was like watching Lex Luthor just try to convince them not to kill him and to go along with his plans. That seemed to be the bulk of the movie in, in, in my perception while they just did a couple things that were sort of a big deal. Like... I don't know. It just didn't seem like that big of a like if the, if the, if this movie came out today, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah, it would be bad, like really bad. Yep. But having half of a nostalgic thing in me, right, it was still okay, but it wasn't that great. Yep. And three man, Richard Pryor tried to save that movie. That to me, I remember seeing Superman three a lot as a kid. With with Richard. I liked it as a kid. I did too, man. But you look at that movie now, and it's a mess, dude, with the stock market and. But what about when they when they turn the lady into a robot at the end, <laughs> I think, dude? That was always crazy yeah, to me. That was, dude. You're right. Yeah, and I, I want to watch it again now, being older, and I want to see how that scene really affects me. Oh, right, point. yeah. So I bet you it's like nothing. But I want to get to the Brandon Ralph one. I want to get your thoughts on. Yeah, that go one. ahead, because I never saw it. I have it, but I, don't, <gasps> I never watched it, dude. I can't. I can't. I heard it was horrible. Oh my god! All right, well, check it out. So when what they were trying to do with that is fucking reference the first one. I think they use the same music, dude. They they chose. All right, let, let's let's give Brandon Ralph this man. He was a fucking great pick for superman like he really he looked he looks like him right i don't know i didn't really look at him he looks like superman should look to me okay whatever i saw that movie dude i've never been more disappointed with a fucking movie in my <laughs> entire life dude i mean come on you got kevin spacey okay there's so much potential for a great fucking movie right and a lot of these points that i'm gonna say or not a lot i'm not gonna talk about it for too long but one of the main things is okay it's supposed to take place after Superman, what is it, three? Yes. Is it really? It's supposed to take place after Superman either two or three. Whenever Superman supposedly left, 
to go see what was up with Krypton to see if there was anybody left from his planet. So in this one, he returns. And he's, oh, no, there was nothing there. It was blown up, right? So really? he's back. Yeah, yeah, that was the whole premise. I forget which one left off at that, but, yeah, they disregarded one or uh, two. Not two, not two. I think it was three. I think I think it was three. Yeah, because okay. isn't three the one with it, Niagara Falls and she finds out that it's, I forget, whatever. Yeah, dude, so it takes place after that. He gets back or whatever, Lois. The whole fucking movie, dude, he's creeping outside of Lois's fucking window like a like just like a weirdo she's got james margin she's with cyclops now the dude who played cyclops she's with yeah. him now dude and she's fucking him they got a kid together what, is she, what does gene gray think of that i don't know dude she's fucking i think she's <laughs> dead dude i think she i think a wave hit her and um isn't that what happened dude yeah a wave hit her right so fucking so you got him creeping outside and, and looking at cyclops and he's got the same power as cyclops so cyclops is like i ain't fucking with him but um they have a kid together. Well, turns out in the movie that it's Superman's kid. Okay, hold on. Wait a second here. When did Superman rape Lois Lane? Hey, did you ever hear the one about Superman and Wonder Woman? I'm planning around. Oh, come on. This is a good one. Superman is flying over Metropolis, right? He's horny as hell. He's checking out the rooftops. And all of a sudden, he sees Wonder Woman sunning herself on the roof of the Justice League, okay? I mean, she's lying there, buck naked, spread eagle, looking like she wants to be fucked, right? So Superman, he said to himself, oh, my God, I got to get myself some of that Wonder Pussy. But then... He realizes that he could fly down, do a little fast pumping and be gone before she even knows it because he's Superman, right? He's faster than a speeding bullet, right? So Superman, he swoops down, he fucks her so quick she doesn't even see him. Wonder Woman sits up, says, what the fuck was that? And the invisible man says, I don't know, but my asshole is killing me. Oh, I get it, I get it. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> but in, in no... <laughs> In no point in the story, though, did they allude to the fact that he fucked Lois Lane, or or do they mention it or anything? Oh, hey, by the way, Superman, I have your kid. Like anything, dude. Nothing. They just make it so they turn. They they make it so. Um, it's actually the best part of the movie, dude. It's one of Lex Luthor's henchmen, dude, and he's got this badass tattoo on the back of his head where it's like a clown face, dude, and he's got a bald head. So it's wicked cool, and he's um holding him down. Uh, you know, he's holding the fort down on a ship with Lois and the kid. All of a sudden, the kid fucking throws the piano across the room. Boom! Hey, it's Superman's kid or whatever, dude. The movie he doesn't throw. One punch in the whole fucking movie, dude. Not one punch, dude. He gets a bullet that gets shot at his eyeball, and the bullet just crinkles up, and I was like, whoa, that was cool. That's it, dude. Nothing happens, dude. You know? And it's just the weakest movie ever. What they were trying to do is, hey, make him good old Superman. or whatever. And you know what, dude? This day and age, that shit ain't gonna fly. No pun intended. That shit ain't gonna work, dude. You, you gotta... <laughs> You gotta have Henry Cavill in there. You gotta have him and Zod fighting in the f air. You gotta have Kevin Costner as the dad, dude. Sally Field as the mom. Oh my god, am I ready for Henry <laughs> dude? Oh my god, I have never been this excited for a movie since The Dark Knight Rises. Let's hope this one ends up a little better than that did, story wise. But yes, uh, I can't wait till we do a show where you get into The Dark Knight Rises. Oh god, dude, I got I I started my list, dude. Oh my god. <laughs> Fucking hell, dude. All right. I hope that well, 10 hours. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo, Jake, the ghoul. Yo, you love fucking them? When you, when you, yeah. I was about to say the same thing, Alex, actually. I think <laughs>
I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo. 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 Oh, speaking of fucking TV shows coming back, you guys know where I'm going with this. Oh, 2024. Thoughts? Anybody? I guess nobody has any thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) You're alone, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they don't make anybody a mole who doesn't need to be this time. Well, that's the whole show. I know, but certain people that they, they revealed to be a mole was just like, what? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Well, what'd you think about season eight? Oh, no, Jake, you haven't seen season eight. Uh, Ghoul, do you watch 24? Yes, I haven't seen that many shows, but the shows I have seen, I have the more standing on ones. Unfortunately, 24 is not one of them. Yeah. Oz, fucking wise, shit like that. Oz is the shit, dude. Oz was another Oz, one. Yeah. Oz fucking made me terrified of prison. people who have been to prison. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> Prisoners were scary before, but after you see, like, that fucking dude had a BC, like, oh, shit, I'm fucking, I thought about, like, I'm not even gonna, like, live anymore because, like, I don't want to get thrown in jail over some dumb shit and then end up with a guy like that. Yeah, I remember when I first got sent to juvenile, I was like, is it, as long as it's not anything like Oz, I'll be okay. (laughs) Wait, 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 what'd you go to juvie for? You're a bad boy. Stop it, Jamie. What the fuck? (laughs) Wait, what? What'd you go to juvie for, cuz? Uh, just fighting. I always used to fight a lot. Did you win a lot? Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a very angry yeah. kid. Then you can keep listening to the show. I'm an angry kid now, but I can't hit fucking any of the kids I hate because I'm 19 and they're all fucking little bastards in high school who are fucking the people I like. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I, could almost, I almost could have got put away for like my whole life at that last summer because... Um, oh, do tell. I got this random ass package in the middle of last July. From a man named Jorge Barrera from Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> And uh, I, was, I, it was, it was, I got my, I got, I got a debit card last, last May. I went on just a fucking slew of buying shit. Wow. Like I bought fucking everything from my guns to sneakers to fucking random shit. I don't even know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I got this random package and I was like, I, I opened it and it was a uh, internet router. And I was like, I didn't order a fucking internet router. What the hell is this? Yeah. And uh, so uh, I like. Talked to like the person who I was expecting something from, and they're like, "No, nah, I'm not from like Arizona or whatever." I was like, "Oh shit!" So I, I ended up getting the package. I was expecting it was a pair of sneakers. I ended up getting them, but like this internet router box, I took it out of the package it came, but I never took the fucking router out of the box. Mm-hmm. So I was just sitting in there, and I was um, me and my mom decided, you know, just like, "Oh, just wait, like hold on to things." Like the the tags got mixed up or something like that, right. and like we'll wait to see if someone from like Amazon or something contacts us. So. Uh, Two months go by, it's like middle of the September, and I was just home from school on Sunday night, and um, my mom was cleaning our computer room, and the outer box was in there, and uh, she would she's like, figure it all, oh, no one's like, come for it, so I might as well sell it, because you can get a fucking lot of money for those things. Well, yeah. And uh, so she found, like, it, it was worth like 200 bucks, and so she was about to, like, list it, but then she decided she might as well open it to make sure everything's in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> what was in it? <laughs> She oh I she opens it. It's a fucking just this this rectangle just wrapped in duct tape. <laughs> she peels some of the duct tape off, and there's like this weird like sticky like substance on it. So she like didn't know what to do. And my brother was coming out of his room, 
And she's like, what the fuck is this? And he like looks at it and he didn't know either. And they thought it was like anthrax or something like shit like that or a bomb or something like that. You knew and what so it they, was though. So I, I, I didn't, I know this is, this is the thing. They, they ran, they like threw it outside. I was in the pack cave at the time. And uh, my brother opened the door. He's like, Pat. I was like, what? He's like, you need to call. I was like, what for? He's like, uh, we might have to call the cops. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck did you guys do? And so I ran upstairs and I go up there and I just see this this rectangle in the whatever the fuck it is in duct tape just on my front porch. And I was like, um, the first thing I thought to myself was obviously is like, oh shit, this is like drugs. And uh, I, 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 hint, yeah, it was uh, fucking, it was a brick of uh, pure uncut cocaine. <laughs> Wow. Worth a hell of a lot anyway, more than two hundred dollars. Yeah, right. They right. said street value. The thing was priceless. But like, the mm-hmm. cops, like who showed up, was fucking like I'm. You, I don't know if you know about me. Like I, I like I'm. I, I love cops and shit like that. Like oh, that's what I want to do when I get out of college. But um, the cop who was like responded to it was dumb as fuck. He broke protocol, opened the fucking package with one of our kitchen knives on my front what? porch to he like to make sure like you know like. He's like, yeah, this is what they call a brick. I'm like, oh, no shit. Like, yeah, thanks. Thanks. Fucking and so then his, uh, this lady, like this p- police sergeant who was a lady, had to come, like, she was, like, came as backup or whatever, and she, like, ripped him a new one outside while me and my friends were just sitting there, like, oh, this is awkward. Like, right? he broke protocol, and he was in a fucking new asshole point. So, yeah, then they got turned in. They'd, like, question, like, me and my mom and everything. Because, <laughs> um, like, it was, like, oh, 18-year-old kid. I'm sure he, like, his fucking around with some sort of thing like that. I don't have any, like, sort of police record or anything. Like, I'm I'm a decent kid. I don't, like, go out and just fucking right. break into people's houses and shoot people just to get my name wrong, you know? <laughs> At least not yet. But, uh, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, like, the, the cop, like, fucked up. They kept trying to get, like, a hold of me, like, to talk, talk in quotes to me. Um, but my, like, lawyer, family lawyer, who's, like, I'm, I'm like, we're good family friends with uh like got me out of it he said he's not coming in until like he knows like if there's something signed that says like he won't get in trouble because like they had to they had to clean their report up before they turned it over to the feds i mean i would assume like uh I, I, they would probably would just fucking throw me into some sort of involvement i'm sure but right like if i'm if my mom hadn't sold it or had sold it like she wouldn't she'd be in prison like it's fucked up <laughs> but, yeah so so my sister was like interning and like she's like well known like she like excels at fucking being an adult, I guess, what you want to call it. I don't know, it's weird. It's, it's all weird for me. And, uh, so, so, <laughs> I don't know what you call it. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this adult shit is like, and I really don't want to find out. Right? I'm with you, cuz. I'm with you. You mean she's responsible? Uh, I guess. I mean, she's one of the, she's one of the clan that's responsible, I suppose. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, so, uh, she, she's like, she's like, good friends with like the like everyone in the police department and she almost sold that router to one of the cops who works there oh and i was like oh shit i'm so happy you didn't they said it's a miracle that no one tried to recover this brick that's dude which means like someone like i could honestly i could have fucking died as a result of this whole thing like someone could have these cartel motherfuckers could have just broken in and fucking killed my whole family really like yeah wow Thank God. Then you couldn't listen to the show. But, yeah, yeah, right, right. I wouldn't, be able to, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be the fucking ghoul under the bed. Be the ghoul exactly. under, under six feet of dirt, you know, like <laughs> the ghoul under the dirt. The ghoul, the ghoul <laughs> six feet under. Dude, the but ghoul in the like, dungeon. 
Dude, my shit got, uh, my grandmother's car got fucking vandalized by this little fucking retard in my, uh, fucking retard in my neighborhood. Hey, retard, stop vandalizing my car! Dude, this kid went around, he goes, he's just a little punk, dude. He go. he drinks fucking Robitussin, he spray paints. <laughs> No, but that's the thing. Like, I'm, give him that brick. He's drinking Robitussin. He needs a brick. Well, that's what I said too. Yeah, accidentally delivered to his house. I was like, "Yo, fucking, you know, be a man about it. Come fight me right now, motherfucker!" Sends his dad over, dude. Uh, <laughs> was, did you beat his dad up? <laughs> exactly. I was like, "Come on, dude." But anyways, but long longer, dude. The cop fucking showed up, dude. <laughs> And he was just like, um, yo, so what's going on or whatever? And fucking he's trying to put together shit or whatever. And he's like, well, I talked to the kid and he says that, you know, you're into drugs. And I'm like, yeah. So I was like, I smoke madly. What does that have to do with anything? And I'm talking <laughs> to you. He's, he's not fucking he's chugging Robitussin. <laughs> Straight up. I hate when people are like, oh, you're a pothead or you did. So I'm fucking 10 times smarter than you. Sober. Fucked up. I don't give a fuck, dude. I'll rip you yeah, to right. shit. On any level, that's it, it's so irrelevant. So when cops, uh, think, you're so sexy, Dan. I know. The reason I got uh, past my exam without studying was weird. Fuck. Exactly. <laughs> but dude, but you know what I'm saying though? Like they think they're so smart, and I'm watching these cocksuckers literally fucking make up a story in their head. Like, yeah, yeah, that makes. And I'm looking at them, staring at them. I'm like, is this really where our tax dollars is going? Are you guys like when they yeah, go? Right. In, nap and shit dude like they don't those cocksuckers don't do shit dude my boy is a cop dude he is the man he makes fun of all the dudes that fucking sit there on the side of the road and get people and oh i'm gonna get my quota fuck out of here dude you, <laughs> fuck it. this is a government dude this is what don't even get me started on this shit yeah know? what happened to serve and protect now it's fucking right. fear and dominate that's it dude did no, you that guys... shit had to work, though. I mean, that shit worked. Like, that shit that happened in Watertown, like, three weeks right. ago. That shit worked, though. I mean, that shit was oh, fucking... Cool. Those are good pictures, man. Thank you. What's that? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, those are those pretty. Like, I was... I lived... I literally... I heard it when it first started. I was like... I didn't know what the fuck was happening. I just heard this shit in my house. I thought... Almost the bombs of gunshots going off in from my room. Did you like, guys see the videos of the gunshots when they were blowing this dude away? Yeah, it was, I was like, like, literally, this dude is hiding, literally, like, um, two minutes away from my house. Pat, he was probably looking for that brick at your house, that's why he was so close. All right, I'm sure, like, aside from, that was, like, the biggest thing that happened to, to what happened to Watertown PD since my brick, right? Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> it, went, it went from, like, it went from, like, a terrorist that was by the middle school, like, two, two or three years ago, and my brick, and then another terrorist, like... What yeah, wait, wait, what was the kid's name who was the mastermind? Was his name, what was his name, Pat, on the package? Oh, wow, wow, Jorge Barrera, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Now, Ghoul. And he, he fucking, nice. I should have known because he fucking spelled Arizona or Phoenix wrong on the fucking package. Yeah. Was it, yeah, was it your address, dude? But he, yeah, it was, a, it, was, it was handwritten. My name, my address, everything. That's what fucking, fucking yeah? 